0: As Jared said, I'm I'm only going to be um, just brief this morning, uh, but I believe God wants to um, God wants to touch some people this morning, and um, if we can just put the the graphic up. I've been preaching the last uh, last few times I preached on the gate of heaven. Jared already mentioned it um, in his intro this morning, and we've been talking about the fact that. God's house is a gateway to this presence God's house is a gateway to the supernatural it's a gateway to the kingdom of heaven who knows this morning we've not just come to a church building hello we've not just come to a church meeting we've come to the very gates of heaven this morning and if we go into the New Testament Jesus said I am the gate so wherever Jesus is, we have access into healing, we have access into the miraculous. We have access into the power and the goodness and the greatness of God. And who knows, Jesus is here this morning. Uh, so we've come to an open gateway this morning, and and I just want to preach just for a short time. We're going to read uh, from Luke chapter seven, and I just want to just want to call this the miracle at the gate, the miracle at the gate. And in uh, in Luke chapter seven, verse eleven. It said, soon afterward, Jesus went to a town called Nain, and his disciples and a large crowd went along with him. As he approached the town gate, a dead person was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a large crowd from the town was with her. When the Lord saw her, his heart went out to her, and he said, Don't cry. Then he went up and he touched the coffin and those carrying it stood still. He said, young man, I say to you, get up. The dead man sat up and began to talk and Jesus gave him back to his mother. They were all filled with awe and praise God. A great prophet has appeared among us, it said, God has come to help his people. This news about Jesus spread throughout Judea and the surrounding countryside. Hallelujah. Um, I don't know about you but sometimes one of the dangers in um, kind of being a Christian for a long period of time and reading the Bible a lot is that sometimes you can read stories and they can become too familiar and they can become just stories And sometimes you read about the miracles in the Bible and and people that had encounters with God and it can almost be like you're reading a story. Uh, But who knows, these are real people. Real people that had real lives, real families, real situations, real problems. And uh, the woman that that we read about in this passage, I I want you to, for a moment, forget that she's a, a story in the pages of the Bible. This was a real woman who went through circumstances in her life that, let's face it, were pretty horrendous. Uh, First of all, her husband presumably gets sick and her husband dies and she's left a widow. And then, if that wasn't bad enough, then her only son, he gets sick and he dies as well. And so this woman goes from tragedy to tragedy. So just put yourself for a moment in the shoes of this woman and the heartbreak and the upset and the pain and the loss and, and maybe the depression and the darkness and everything that she's going through. Um, even, even fear, particularly in that culture where men were very much seen as a provider. All the men in this woman's life have died. And so she's faced with a, a future, not only where she's alone, but there's a lack of provision, a lack of resource. Um, she's, she's going through uh, one of the darkest, most horrendous situations that, that we could imagine. And, and here, it's the funeral of her only son. One of the most heartbreaking, tragic situations that anyone could go through. But right there at the gate of the town, an extraordinary miracle took place and I love the drama of this scene that as she is going through the gate one way someone else is coming through the gate in the opposite direction as she is there carrying the the dead body of her son out of the gate coming through the gate in the other direction is the one who is the resurrection and the life. He's the one who is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. The one who has the name above every name. The one who has all power and all authority. The one who is the healer. The one who is the restorer. The one who is the the, the miracle worker. The one with whom all things are possible. And right there at the gate, this woman was about to encounter Jesus the gate of heaven this woman thought she was going to the town gates but instead she was about to have an encounter with the one who is the gate of heaven Jesus I believe this morning that people are going to have an encounter with Jesus this morning People are going to have an encounter with the one who is the gate of heaven. She thought she was going to a funeral, but instead she was going to a revival. Come on. Come on. She, thought, she thought that she was going to a burial, but instead she was going to a resurrection. Yeah. I am the gate. That's what Jesus said. Heaven's gate is the presence of Jesus. And this morning, we are in the presence of Jesus. And in his presence, there's fullness of joy. In his presence, there is life. In his presence, there is freedom. In his presence, there are miracles. In his presence, there is provision. In his presence, mountains melt like wax. In his presence, strongholds are broken. In his presence, all things are possible and right there at the gate of the town, these two unlikely groups of people collide. The crowd that's with this woman and the crowd that is with Jesus, they collide, they meet right there at the gate. The presence of darkness was colliding with the presence of Jesus. The presence of death was colliding with life. Despair was colliding with the living hope Very good. grief was colliding with the one who is anointed with joy Come on. this morning I'm looking at a bunch of real people yeah. you're looking at a real person all of us have real lives real problems real situations real stuff that we're going through real stuff that our families are going through but I believe this morning we're gonna have a collision with Heaven I believe this morning depression is gonna collide with the presence of Jesus That sickness is gonna collide with the presence of Jesus that hopelessness is gonna collide with the presence of Jesus that lack is gonna collide with the presence of Jesus and who knows Jesus always wins who knows that it's just, it's just good physics, that when two objects collide, the bigger, stronger, greater force is always going to defeat the lesser one. And, and this morning, it doesn't matter how big your problem is, Jesus is bigger. It doesn't matter how great your problem is, Jesus is greater. It doesn't matter how strong your stronghold is, Jesus is stronger. He is the name above every name. That means whatever problem you can name this morning, the name of Jesus is more powerful. Uh, Let me just just highlight just a couple of things out of the text here. It says, When the Lord saw her. Aren't you glad this morning that he sees you? That's one of the titles of God, isn't it? The God who sees us. This morning, I, I, I imagine this woman you know, she'd been. I'm sure she'd been praying when her son was sick. I presume he was sick. God, heal my son. God, do a miracle. God, break in. And and it seemed like her prayers hadn't been answered. And she must have thought, God, where are you? God, where were you? God, were you listening? But right there, it says Jesus saw her. All those times when he thought, when we thought he left us, we thought he'd abandoned us, we thought we were alone. He saw us. He never takes his eyes off of us for a second. And it says, when he saw her, his heart went out to her. You know, this morning, he has a heart of love and compassion for every person here this morning. Sometimes people will, will come out for prayer in in meetings and and occasionally people will say something like this, it's such a small need, I kind of felt bad about coming forward for prayer. Uh, But you know what? It doesn't matter how big, how small this morning, he cares. He's got a heart of love and compassion. He wants to meet your need this morning, no matter how big, no matter how small. And who knows there's a difference between human sympathy and the compassion of Jesus. Uh, have you ever, you ever met someone and they've told you what they're going through and you've just felt so sorry for them, but you felt just so powerless to do anything to help them? That's sympathy. But Jesus is different. Not only does he have a heart of love and compassion, but he also has the power to meet that need as well. When he saw her, his heart went out to her, he said, don't cry. Then he went up and he touched the coffin. So I want you to think about that for a moment. You know, in our lives, if we want Jesus to touch something, if we want Jesus to resurrect something, we have to allow him to touch it. You know, in that culture, coffins were open. In our culture, we put lids on coffins and nail them down, which probably in the natural is a good thing, I think. I mean, who wants to see a dead body being paraded down the town? But I wonder if there's kind of a spiritual thing there as well, that sometimes those areas that are painful, those areas of hurt, those areas of of grief, sometimes we put the lid down and we hammer it down so that no one can touch it, no one can go there, not even God. Maybe sometimes we're just, we just, we don't want to be disappointed again. So we kind of put the lid on the coffin. But I, I want to encourage us this morning. Those areas of pain, those areas of, of loss, those areas of grief. Take the lid off this morning. Be vulnerable, be open in the presence of God. Say, Jesus, there are some things in my life that are dead. And I need your touch. And when we're open before God, he will come and touch us every time he touched the coffin and those carrying it stood still I love the drama of that that when Jesus gets involved everything stops when Jesus turns up he is all that matters and then it says and he said young man I say to you get up Aren't you glad this morning that what really matters is not what anyone else says, it's what he says. I say to you, I say to you, it's not what the doctor says this morning, it's what he says. It's not what the bank manager says, it's what he says. It's whatever we're going through, it's what he says. And then the dead man sat up and began to talk, wouldn't you? love to watch the movie of this when we get to heaven and Jesus gave him back to his mother everyone say restoration Restoration. Restoration. at heaven's gate restoration takes place he restores health he restores peace he restores joy he restores relationships this morning we're at the gate of heaven the presence of Jesus ready for a collision with his power and our need and uh, I just want to read to you um, from John chapter 10 out of the Passion Translation John chapter 10 and verse 9 Jesus said I am the gateway to enter through me is to experience life, freedom and satisfaction A thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. But I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life in its fullness, until you overflow. That's why he's here this morning. I like to think that that boy went back into the town, maybe helping carrying his own coffin. See, it's not how you come; it's how you leave. He came dead, but left alive. She came grieving, but she left joyful. How are you going to leave this morning? It's so not about me or Jared or the musicians. It's about Jesus is here this morning. His presence is here. And in these final 10 minutes, we're going to pray that heaven is going to come this morning, that, that there's going to be a collision with the power of God and your need this morning. Come on, why don't we, why don't we stand together this morning?